Hello, this is Allie Elric, host of Fifth Grade Findings, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about the transition to middle school from elementary school and how we can make that easier as teachers on our kids. Really, the first way we can make the transition to middle school easier for our students is helping them form a positive perception of middle school. Oftentimes, middle school can become a misplaced motivator with teachers saying things like, you better learn this now because your middle school teacher is not going to put up with you not knowing it. Your middle school teacher is going to expect this. If you don't do your homework this year, you're going to fail next year. You have to learn this now so you can be successful for middle school. And in all of these instances, what we're doing is we are using middle school as a threat. And we create anxiety around this transition from elementary to middle school, when in reality, it's really just the next step in their educational process, something they should look forward to and have fun with. So we need to make sure that we are positively preparing our words when we're talking about the transition to middle school so students aren't so nervous. It's important for students to be familiar with the middle school setting. Not only the schedule and how everything works, but also knowing their teachers and administrators. Currently in our school district, every fifth grade student goes on a middle school tour with their fifth grade teachers and classes at the end of the year in preparation for moving to the school in the next year. And this is wonderful because it's led mostly by the eighth grade students so they can have a little bit more of a relaxed time asking questions and voicing fears. Then the administrators also have a chance to talk to the students about their expectations and what a day looks like in the middle school world. Another thing that maybe we should be doing or other schools might be doing as well is having the middle school teachers and administrators come down to the elementary schools because in this case, Students already feel comfortable in the setting that they're in. They know their classroom, their classmates, and their elementary teachers. And so meeting the administrators or teachers for middle school in a comfortable setting takes away a piece of that anxiety, and it really humanizes the adults that are coming down from the middle school as just more people to advocate for the students. It's also important for us as educators to understand that there is already a certain level of fear going into the middle school from our students, and we need to give them the opportunity to voice those fears and also to lay those fears to rest so they can focus on their education and all the changes they will be going through in the new middle school. So As an example of some of the most common middle school fears, um, the National Education Association posted an article about the transition into middle school, and some of the common fear questions came up, and I thought, who better to answer them than 
uh, one of our very own sixth grade language arts teachers at Fort Morgan Middle School. At this time, I'd like to welcome Mitch Elric to the show. Welcome, Mitch. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to ask you a few questions that fifth graders across the United States have commonly asked about middle school, and we're kind of hoping you can shine some light on them today. Sounds great. So the first question is, will there really be that much more homework? <laughs> the answer to that is yes and no. There will definitely be a, uh, a jump in homework. However, the sixth grade teachers uh, hopefully have, have done their job in uh, providing parents along with students with uh, options and availability to get that homework done in a reasonable time, whether that time be built in uh, 15 minutes towards the end of the day or maybe towards the end of class and also not sending them home with a few hours of homework just uh, geared towards one class. Well, thank you. The next question that commonly comes up is, what if I can't find the bathroom in that big school? Another question uh, that, that has definitely come up. We, uh, as teachers, obviously, we, we try to guide the kids in, in the right direction, um, whether it's their locker or the cafeteria or the gym or wherever, wherever they're elective or even the bathroom. Uh, we try to spend at least at least the first full week of school giving them another tour after they've already taken their fifth grade tour to give them a chance to uh, get ready for school. Thank you. Another common fear, and I know I've heard this one. Um, we actually practiced this in fifth grade because they were very nervous about it. But will I be able to open my locker? Yes, uh, you will definitely be able to open your locker. I, and my uh, experience with lockers and students. Everyone has their locker down within the first two weeks. Some have it done on the first try. Some, it, it nearly takes all two weeks, but they eventually get it down. I've never had a student not be able to get their locker. And if they couldn't get their locker, it was a problem with the locker, not with the student, uh, which we try to reassure the kids, hey, maybe it's not just you. Maybe it is uh, perhaps the combo. But nine times out of ten, it's usually we're still trying to figure out the combo. <laughs> all right. And the last two questions are more about the atmosphere with other students in the school um first being do the big kids beat you up uh if you're an eighth grader picking on a sixth grader uh the the teachers and definitely the peers will uh kind of well you know what are you what are you doing picking on those younger kids that's a little ridiculous you know the whole pick on someone your own size kind of thing or pick on no one at all uh, would be even better uh in my experience i've never seen uh eighth graders even really acknowledging the sixth graders um, and if they do, it's usually a positive interaction. Um, obviously, positive interactions seem to happen more when teachers are around rather than when it's just students. Uh, but I've never seen uh, an eighth grader uh, belittle or bully uh, a sixth grader uh, in front of my eyes. And that probably answers our last question, which is, do they really give you swirlies? <laughs> Um, you know, the way, uh, toilets work now, I don't think that the swirlies are really something they have to worry about, but no, I'm just kidding. The, the swirlies, I, I don't think that is a thing that happens too often anymore, especially with how teachers keep track of, uh, passing time and things like that. So, uh, sixth graders, you're safe with the swirlies. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. As Mr. Elric had mentioned during our segment with him, it's important to have communication with the parents. 
Um, obviously, parents play a huge role in their child's education, arguably the biggest role, along with the teachers. And so making sure that there's a strong connection between the parents and the teachers is important. Oftentimes in secondary, middle school, and high school, the parents and teachers seem to be on opposing sides um, when really everybody's advocating for the student. And as long as parents know that us teachers are here to advocate for their students, there will be a much better relationship. When you get support for the teacher and for school at home, then the student comes in with a much better outlook and positive um, just mindset and growth mindset when they come into school every day. So how do we do this? Um, obviously, back-to-school nights and registration are a very important thing for parents to be able to attend. Unfortunately, a lot of parents work in the evenings or when these things are happening. So when we don't see parents at back-to-school night, if you have a sign-in sign sheet, then it's, it, it's especially important to reach out to those parents and call and make sure that they still know that they may be a working parent or they may not have been able to attend for other reasons to these initial open houses, but that you're still there for their child and you want to know what they think is best for their children. When you can get on the same page with the parents, it really does help students feel at peace because they don't have to feel like the messenger between parents and teachers and uh they feel comfortable, parents feel comfortable then talking to the teacher about issues at home or in the classroom without it being a negative confrontation. Going back to back to school nights or open houses, registration, things like that, it's important to give parents the best way to contact you and what you expect of yourself as an educator for their student. Um, one thing I write in my back to school letter every year is that their child will be loved and cared for when they're in my classroom and in our building at our school. And that's still true at middle school. They have to do a lot of growing up being more independent when they move into the secondary schools. However, that mentality from the teachers does not change. They still are loved and they are still going, teachers are still going to do whatever it takes to make their the child successful. And a lot of the times, uh, parents just don't know that. And expressing that takes away a lot of issues that might come up in the future because parents know, or when parents know teachers are advocating for their child, they will advocate for the teachers right back. Thank you for joining us today on Fifth Grade Findings. We hope you found today's segment helpful and that transitioning students from elementary to middle school will become a much smoother process in the future.